Hello, friends. On today's episode of Life After High School, I sit down with my buddy Lane Foxton to talk about what his MMA career has been like, how he moved from the East Coast in Nova Scotia, rural Nova Scotia, all the way to Edmonton, Alberta. What caused that move? What was it like on him mentally and psychologically? And what it's like preparing for a martial arts fight. So all that and a lot more. Stay tuned. Enjoy the show, guys. It's the Life After High School Podcast. So, Lane, brother, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Yeah. So, what are you drinking there? You're just drinking water? I got a water and a coffee here. Yeah. Nice. What time? It's uh, 6.30, right, for you in Edmonton? Yeah, 6.30 right now. Nice. That's not too bad. So, you're from the East Coast originally, right? Or from down south? Yeah, so I'm a uh, yeah yeah so like I'm I'm from I'm, I'm from Ontario really, um, but then I moved to uh, I moved to Scotia and and then now March will be six years. Oh wow, nice. So what initially made you leave the East mm-hmm. Coast to move to Alberta? Like what was that transition uh, well, like for you? Take us through that. I out of high school. I went to college for plumbing, mm-hmm. right? And then um, that's a one year course. And uh, right after, so then I was doing my plumbing, trying to get my hours. Yep. And I uh, kind of randomly got this job interview out west. Um, one of my stepdad's friends worked for the city of Edmonton. And oh, cool. uh, just kind of, you know, opportunity kind of like came out of you and ended up getting the job and ended up staying out here. What was that transition like for you then ending up in Edmonton with what I assume is no kind of real... The job was pretty much the reason you were there, right? There's no friends, no girlfriend you followed there or nothing, eh? Yeah, it was it was pretty wild, man. Like I, uh, I kind of just was the end of my college realized the more serious into martial arts, and like so, when that opportunity fell in my lap, I kind of just ran with it and was like, you know, I can move out here, make good money, find a gym, still get the training, eh? not knowing anybody, and uh, just kind of couch surfing and yeah, just kind of making it work, man. It was like it was a very it was a big adjustment especially coming from rural Nova Scotia to like be in Edmonton all of a sudden it was like for sure you kind of adapt mm. you kind of have to at that point eh? you got really no choice but to either adapt or go into a really really dark place once I found him I kind of flip-flopped around and like you, you make friends during like through work and mm-hmm. then through martial arts like that's that's really where it was like once I found found a gym that I was comfortable in and I uh, kind of clicked with it was uh, it was a pretty quick felt fit Nice. Now, I'm assuming then through how I know you and every time I talk to so we know each other through my cousin, my good buddy and your cousin, Zach. Um, I've known him for a better part of seven years now. And every shout time I talk, yeah, shout out to him, eh? Dude, it's all love, man. I have nothing but love and respect for that guy. He's the funniest person I've met ever. So anyways, he... Uh, he told me also to ask you about the last time uh, you guys were in Toronto and you partied, but we'll get to that. I want, there's a question I want to ask you first. Um, in terms of martial arts, how, what's that been like for you? Like, how did you kind of get into that? And then when did you kind of also decide that would be the thing you do? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, like I said, when I was going to college, I was kind of just like, you know, doing my thing towards like the and I found this jack. I'd, I'd always been like kind of intrigued by you know martial arts and just kind of like fighting in general. Yeah. But uh, then I found a gym and like was really what I really wanted to do was compete in jujitsu. Nice. 
them, and then I don't know, bowling, kind of getting my ass kicked. I was just like, man, this is this is great, you know. Like once you're you're learning a trade, you're you're being healthy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's fun, you know. And then uh, just like as soon as I started rolling and techniques uh, and everything, it was, I just I just fell in love with it, and it was it was just kind of like. And then my um, like our my grandfather um, was like a boxing coach, so I've always kind of been around it. Yeah, and then uh, disciplines he's got like and a couple other, but it was just, so I've always kind of been exposed to it and kind of like intrigued by it. And then once I did it myself, it was just you know game over for me. <laughs> now, how long have you been training jujitsu for? Uh, so I've been training for seven years now, roughly, give or take. Yeah, I, I was I, and that's where I kind of like started getting more serious with it. And then when I was doing my apprenticeship, I kind of just um was like just like kicking a heavy bag in my in the loft of my barn nice right seven years ago old school rocky kind of like competing but like you know, started training mm. but uh like seriously training probably for the last like six since i've been in in edmonton nice nice so then once you found that gym that you're with and you click well with you've kind of just stuck with it really well nice so now what i'm curious about would be when it goes to approaching a fight like an mma fight versus approaching a jiu-jitsu tournament like day right like you fight on a saturday if you lose you're out you could have up to seven matches right what's your mental plan like preparing for one versus preparing the other if there is a difference take me through it yeah well i mean like mma and jiu-jitsu are obviously like very different and like every jiu-jitsu tournament that i've competed in it's been like like you see you just compete and move throughout your wins and uh so I, before I started doing MMA, that's like, that's what I was doing. And it's like, in the beginning, it was really, it was like, it's very, very nerve wracking. Yeah. But you just got to kind of calm under, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you got to just stay like confident in your ability. And yeah. at the end of the day too, you got, you can't take it too seriously. Right. Like, especially right. jujitsu terms, it's like fun and like necessarily, and you're not going to get like knocked out in mm-hmm. a, in a jujitsu match. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you got to like just kind of enjoy the process. And even with fighting, like it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing, like enjoy it. Like, like it's probably not for you, right? You got to like really enjoy the process. And uh, it's, it's obviously going to be a very stressful situation regardless of like in like emotions to just kind of try and have fun during all the chaos, you know? Yeah, that's uh, I like what you said there about not really caring too much. Because I found the tournaments that I've competed in, I've probably competed maybe seven. And the ones that I did better in where I podiumed, I kind of didn't, I had almost like a not care, nonchalant attitude when showing up. But you slap hands, you bump fists, the ref says fight, you go. And it's just kind of reaction, action, go based on what you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's not like, it's not that you don't care. Like, you obviously want to win. Like, and it feels good. Mm -hmm. Difference between consume, like, consume you and, and like, and like I said, enjoying the process, right? Because like, at the end of the day, like, you signed up to do You signed up to do this. So it's like, if it was over and like, like, that's you know that's you gotta you gotta accept the fact that like it's that that could happen right so it's like yeah. enjoy the process regardless of what the outcome is gonna be right so that's a good point yeah i was reading this mindset of the champ of a champion's sure. book i believe it was and it was some along the lines of like um your body's natural state is calm and relaxed and it's just a matter of almost tricking yourself 
into being calm. Cause if you tell yourself, Oh, I need to, I need to be calm. I need to be calm. You, it has an anti effect, right? It has a reverse effect than what you want. But what is your, do you have like a routine you do to like get in? What's your kind of the first hour or your last hour before you fight or before you have a tournament? Like what's kind of that? And like I have, uh, look like? so like my, my kind of mental, my whole, well, obviously you've been, should have been like whenever you have it, something like that coming up, eight weeks. I, I usually like I'm, I, I always remind myself like you've you've put in the work and you've you've done the best you can do in, in your preparation go out there and have that kind of like reminding myself like you've gone through the reps I'm, I'm I visualize constantly right like just like you know just a good outcome right <laughs> right and then yeah. day a bunch of like just a, a crazy right and like you're counting down the hours and minutes mm-hmm. and so that last hour we have like I have a little warm up we do like as far as like before you get in the cage, just a little like, like just a little circuit. Yep. That my coach ready to go. Um, I'll usually go for a run that morning, right? Just kind of shake it out, get a little sweat on, nice. and then so. But that last hour when you're backstage and you're kind of like you know you just visualize, or at least I constantly visualize like getting my hand raised, mm-hmm. and you know just try not to let any negative thoughts inside. And then also just kind of like, and just kind of take it, take like, you know, enjoy your back there. It's like, you're like, you know, you're getting ready to, you know, your, your adrenaline's just like spiked. Right. So it's yeah. like, I try to try to stay present. Don't think about, don't think about what's going to happen after the fight. Just think about just, just like every, every, until you step. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, I remember watching, I've seen your fights before. The most recent one I saw the other day for like probably the third time is, I can't remember, you, I think you were fighting in Edmonton, you were fighting, mm. it ended in one round. I think it was, I think it was rear naked choke, you got him, but you just went up, pressed, took him down. He kind of tried to shoot in instead of fighting the hands and you just bury it, you flattened him out, took his back and then you just beat the shit it was just it was horrendous dude i felt so bad for the guy like he came in i was like i don't know i don't know and then it was just you flatlined him like, yeah. like jesus it's cool to watch but i was like yeah, yeah. so i'm assuming yeah. you executed that game plan properly that, that was like one of those things too where it was just like that that whole sequence yeah yeah for sure like the, like that that fight was like it was uh was cool because i remember like i told my co-out there i'm gonna right hand right and I didn't like obviously that you don't know that's gonna happen, yeah. but I just like that whole. I didn't know how the fight was gonna go like after that right hand, but I was like, like, like landing that right hand, like that holding up to that. I was like, just like fly out in the middle, and just throw throw that throw the right hook and just like wherever it goes, it goes from there, right? Right. Nice. So, I like it. You had it's that Mike Tyson quote you've probably heard a thousand times more than I have. It's like everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So your plan is to go out there and just punch them in the mouth. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's sick. That's a sick <laughs> yeah. gameplay. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. I mean, like, and it worked. I, I lost my first fight, right? So yeah. I lost my first fight by decision. And uh, it was kind of like the, the, it was one of those things where I was kind of like a deer in the headlights, where I kind of let, I didn't, I wasn't present. Mm-hmm. I didn't know my game. I was confident that I was going to win. But yeah. I didn't know really like how that was all gonna play out, and I remember like standing there. The ref was asking us like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm ready." As soon as we met in the middle, 
because I was thinking, do I throw a jab or should I throw a leg kick? Right. Like, and I was like, that, that shouldn't be, that should be the last thing going on in your, in your mind and got lit up like right away. And then was up again and then ended up and the finally like fight. I lost the decision. I lied. I probably won. Like I won the last round, definitely lost the first round. And then the second round could have been either way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the fight, I knew I didn't fight to my ability. Yeah. And hesitating and fight after that. There's no way, like, I'm not going to even think about it. Just, like, get in a scrap right away. And yeah. that's that's how I've been, like, yeah, that's how I've been, like, fighting it ever since. I mean, I'm, I'm very young in my MMA career. I've only got, but, like, since then, I've made a point of, like, just meeting in the middle and, like, just letting my preparation, like, my, my training take over mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, getting into a scrap right away. Because yeah. that, the value, once you're in. no that makes perfect sense it's yeah. one of those things that because i've never done i've done many many a jiu-jitsu tournament many a jiu-jitsu match never an mma fight that was sanctioned if that makes sense right it's always been something that's just been like behind a bar in a bar mm. on the street playground park wherever the wherever people want wherever people yeah, have yeah. a problem kind of thing but i'm wondering were there any What's the craziest experience you've had with martial arts outside of the cage or a gym? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you know, parties and, and whatever else. You know? Yeah. But, uh, like, to, like, like martial arts, I try to, like, I, it's, it's, I've actually haven't fought, like, nearly as much as I would or I did in high school or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it, like it kind of perspective for you, or not like there's ulterior ways to 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 avoid those situations, That's right? Crazy. And like it, yeah. it, like in street fights are like are brutal, right? Like because you never know, like you, you have an altercation on the street or at the bar or something. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you did that that kind of like you, you, you like you kind of like lose all kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, few times. Uh, yeah. Do you ever do you ever have those moments then in because I find it's weird now. Ever since I started training, I want, I want to apply. I want to fight less, almost. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's similar with you, or it's like, like you said, right? You have almost a respect for it, and, and uh, more of. I don't know if it's a respect for it, or if it's more of an awareness for what could go wrong. More of like just uh, an awareness thing, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're aware of the potential, like damage you can inflict or that can be inflicted on you and it's just like yeah it's, it's in what martial arts does is it a, a right away jiu-jitsu it puts your ego in check oh very right? like like it totally like you get your you'll get, yeah you'll get your butt kicked by someone who's like looks like a computer nerd yeah. right and they just roll and it's like oh wow if i saw this guy on the street like he would totally kick my ass yeah but i would think that right? i could so kick it, his it yeah. gives you a whole different respect yeah yeah Jeez. Yeah, it was me for like six months, first six months of jujitsu, and then it's still me every day now. And yeah, I'm sure I dish out like other people will say the same about me and the way I am, but no man, every day you have to get your ass kicked. That's how you learn, right? That's how you improve. And I want to find my find where I'm at in practice or training. Oh, find sure. out find right, exactly. Find out where you lack and then fix those holes cover those holes so when it comes time that's make a, no mistakes that's a yeah. i got my ass kicked i don't think i tapped anybody for the first two years geez. right yeah. just just constantly getting rolled up just yeah. constantly just you know and, but like i go i got you tell yourself like that this is part of when you finally do 
then by that point, you just have such a respect for the sport that it's like, you know, kind of gives you a whole different perspective that you can just take into daily life, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a calm approach, I feel, when it comes to situations. Like if there's not much of a fear of confrontation, there's not much of a, if things go wrong or what could happen, you're kind of, you're more confident and more aware. And like you said a couple minutes ago on just how to avoid the problems better. Right. You you're not yeah, the one escalating definitely. it. You can just go, nope, I don't like how this looks. I don't like the feeling of it. Your instincts are almost better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, like so, you know, whenever you, you feel like you're going to get into a confrontation, like a physical altercation. Yeah. Like you kind of get like butterflies in your stomach and your legs get all kind of noodly and you kind of feel like off balance and like your body feels all weird. Yep. But what that is, what that is feels like it's about into combat or how to defend itself, your, the blood from your skin will rush to like your vital organs. So that's why you start feeling all tingly and like kind of weird, right? Because wow. your body's kind of preparing it. Once it's like when you feel that, it's actually like, a, it's like, a, like, um, it's like your body that, like, you know, it's, it's a good sign. So then that also kind of like gets you like a little, your emotions kind of calm down a little bit because you're, you know that you're kind of, and I don't know if I've ever run, it's like, it's a very, it's pretty like relaxed, right? And you're kind of like just taking like, like the situation that for what it is and you're not kind of getting yeah. your own head about it, right? It's a good thing to know, right? Because I'm sure a lot of people experience that positive thing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely know what you feel in that moment. And that's, that makes a lot of sense. I never heard about that before. Interesting. Whoa. It almost yeah, like yeah. goes to protect your organs almost. Preparing your organs for battle. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, right. Cause, yeah, it's like, kind of like your body is kind of just like, we're going to go through some shit right now, right? So it's like, so it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Getting ready. Yo, quick question for you. So on, on this whole journey, um, basically, let's just say living in Edmonton and when you moved um, to now. Do you have a few people who've kind of stood out to you, like any cool people that you've met in your journey? Because I know you met Cowboy Cerrone, and I want to get to that, but I want to, I want you to answer that question first. Like, if any oh, yeah. or anyone you've met in that in the whole journey so far that stood out. To you. I mean, like, uh, like the stars and things. Like, I've met some met some really cool fighters. Cerrone is definitely like for Cerrone is my favorite fighter. So yeah. meeting him was like pretty insane. You know, I I like to concert. Like, it just, you know, lots of, just lots of fighters, like lots of local fighters, I guess, mm-hmm. that like no one, like not a whole lot of people would know. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, uh, like I got to Bifurias last year. <laughs> Jeez. When it comes to meeting those people and turning, what do you- Cerrone was, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, all good. Um, Cerrone. And like, how'd you end up meeting him? Off in Alberta. He, uh, like he comes, you know, he, um, I think, I think he was shooting a movie. Right. And, uh, he, this like I didn't just meet him, just just me. Like he he came out the uh, and I have to go down and see him. And uh, he just like, he was super cool, man. He just he he walked in and like he, he wasn't like a formal setup or anything. Everyone was just kind of partying. I think it was when DC fought Anthony oh, yeah. for the belt. Um, but now, but yeah, he just walked in. It was right after he fought. Right, I think it was right after he fought Maz at all. And uh, but yeah, no, he came in and like got his tail. People just walk. We just, you know, chopped the shit a little bit, and then uh, he just he just partied with everybody. And then uh, me and my buddy went up there, and uh, he, we we're like, hey, hey man, do you want to and like bottom of Chanel? Just uh, had a little chit chat, and then that was pretty much it, man. But super down to earth, super cool guy. That's sick. Yeah, he seems like it. Just from all the footage I've seen on him, not just I probably watch more of his BMF ranch content than I have his actual fight content. 
and I've watched a lot of that. He yeah. seems like a sick dude. Definitely be down. Meet him. Fuck, that's sick. A nice, dope dude. You know. Yeah, but bro, speaking of uh, speaking of partying with dope dudes, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be let in on this. When you were in Toronto last time with Zach, what was that experience like? The last time I was in Toronto with Zach. Yeah, because he mentioned to bring this up to you, so. I'm curious what happened. He was like, ah, ha, ha, I got something fun, man. Ask him about this. And I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, the last time I was in um, in, uh, in Toronto was uh, I was out of a rough pack. Like, um, to me, I had just passed away. And I kind of needed to get away from Edmonton and just kind of, like, clear my head. And uh, Zach was the last stop on the trip. And uh, yeah, with him. And... Uh, it was uh, it was a time, man. We just uh, you know we went out. I was kind of like you know I was I was I was still grieving, but uh, he made that whole process like very you know um, we kind of just I think, and we just kind of like you know he took me out to uh, a few different spots and hmm. you know we kind of just <laughs> drank the pain away and then so we did do it. I don't see him nearly that, but yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's sick. But uh, what was that process like dealing with? Uh... Was it a family member or like close friend? You said. Yeah, it was. It was a family member. It was. Um, it was actually uh, like someone that I would have called dad for sure. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was pretty wild. It was. Um. Um. But uh, you know, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, you never, you never really get over that kind of thing. But uh, it was. Yeah, it, you know, things where I just had to get it was just kind of you know, and I uh, went out and just, like spent some time with my grandparents, spent some time with family. That's why, like, you know, I have a lot of family in Ontario, and it was, I just yeah. felt like I needed to be around. I just kind of did a lot of put things into perspective for me, you know? Like, you just kind of, just kind of, I don't know, it's hard to put into words, you know? You just kind of do some, a lot of self-reflecting. Yeah. And, you know, early, mm -hmm. oh, you know. That's crazy to me, because the last, and I didn't mean for this, but the last four guests I've had on the show, and you, have all had somebody very, very, if not, like, mother or a best friend pass away and it's kind of they all have a similar outlook after they go through the grieving process mm. however long that takes that's kind of dependent on the person and what they've gone through and their age and everything right but do you feel like you have a different outlook now on kind of how you want to live or is it just more you just feel like just a bit different or like you feel like something's missing or is it just something that's like now you have a better outlook on life and now you're able to approach things better what's that like yeah i mean like i i think what i'll probably my answer will probably be pretty cliche like is getting just the sense that where it's like if some if you really care about someone like someone's like you know dear to your heart like let them know right because it's like tomorrow is never a guarantee yeah. you got to just let them know it more off those things where it's like because i never i didn't get to see him very much towards the end i hadn't seen him in a long time and so you, you actually start like beating yourself up over like could have done this i'm like i think to like life who are important to you like how important they actually are you mm -hmm. know and just and just take more advantage of like the time you have here yeah yeah i can imagine that's a sweet takeaway from that experience too like, i definitely I definitely feel I'm bad of that and I almost I don't want something like that to happen to me for me to learn that lesson. So I think having five or seven people tell me that exact same thing like dude appreciate people and then you sing it the way you're saying it where it's just tell people like just tell them you love them it's 
it sucks. It's weird. It might feel weird, especially like if they're a dude or if they're, or like they're like a brother or family member that you're, they're not your parents. So you're, you're not used to saying it. Right. So it feels weird, but why not say it, especially if that's how you feel about that person and the connection you have. It's, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a key thing to, to, for people to know. For sure. It can be a little, uh, like redundant, like, Oh, I mean, like they know I love them. Right. But it's like, even just, just like saying it or, you know, just reaching out to somebody like randomly, mm-hmm. you know, like that goes a long way. Right. Like it'd be, be a lot of people, you know, like, have any regret going, you don't want to be like, be wishing that you could have, could have been more, you know, forthcoming with how you feel. Yeah. So yeah, I just think they yeah, just taking, taking advantage and taking more advantage of all that their love is like really important. Absolutely. And that's something that I definitely, I definitely want to work on more. I think that's something as, cause it doesn't seem like that's something you have an issue with now, but it does seem like something I have an issue with now. And that's a, that's something I got to get comfortable making that shift. So I appreciate you, uh, having that yeah i mean i mean a lot of a lot of people uh yeah a lot of people have uh like sure there's a lot of don't do don't do that as much as they'd like to Hmm. but i mean that's that's totally normal like right it's like it's like it's not really you know it's not really something like that you you necessarily think about a whole lot right but it's like what sense right to you no that makes that makes sense so with that have you ever had people tell you like you can't do something or that you won't win or something like that and if so how do you uh how do you kind of react to that yeah i mean that's all just fuel to the fire right um there's uh you know like school like with like they would have never thought that i would be doing like what i'm doing like now like I was, I was definitely that like stoner kid, right? That was just kind of like, you know, not, not, not really, really whatever else. That kind of, you know, no one, no one thought of me as like this athlete, right? Mm-hmm. But like after, after high school, I kind of put like a little bit of chip of a chip on my shoulder. So I think like anytime motivation, and that's kind of how I've always took that, right? Like any, anytime some, somebody says something negative or like, you know, questions like why you're doing something or if you can do something, just use like lighter motivation that fuel your training session then that day right right like if anything it's like a group thing i want to keep the same focus but do you so excuse me do you have a favorite memory of jujitsu specifically in all your years training uh just get, getting my blue belt nice nice i was hoping you'd say that yeah and like i mean because like I, i'd work but uh like because for me like getting my blue belt was almost as good as graduating college just just because and that sounds a little silly no. but the reason like it's just because i i done it like a lot and uh like rural nova scotia to finally getting my blue belt in edmonton was just like it was such a milestone for me yeah it was just like wow like it just like just you know just the hard work kind of paid off mm-hmm. that's sick dude yo did you get whipped I mean that's a very that's a, like the, that's all like the first belt you get right. Yeah. So, I didn't get whipped. No, I didn't. No. What the? F- oh, I'm disappointed now. Oh no. Dude, I'm the only reason I'm genuinely upset is because where is it? Because I got mine like literally a week ago yesterday. So I was like. And I got whipped by like 20 people. And that's, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So when you said. Congrats, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. But like you said, that's why I was hoping you'd say that. I was like, I was like, I wonder what it is. Yeah. That's by far. That's yeah. By you that, like, for, yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. My back still stings. 
so one a couple of them were like yo we froze our belts yeah. <laughs> so that we could and i was like get the fuck. it's the same spot in your back because i was doing it i did it with a shirt with my gi on but i had no rash guard or anything underneath but it still doesn't matter man it hurt like hell yeah god you can't condition for that yeah. at all ruthless right oh it's the worst and it's like you go back <laughs> and you come back through it too so you're like the first three yeah <sighs> tough it out but you you can't man it's tough no oh, brutal brutal and how many, how many years ago did you get yours oh i got my blue belts that would have been 2016 like four and a half almost five years five years ago now nice what are you guys what are you guys doing for uh because you can't compete right like you guys aren't having competitions, eh? Out in Alberta. Uh, there's been actually there's been a few like, like nogi tournaments going on. Alberta. Nice. Um, but I mean, like it, like the, yeah. So I mean, like there there has been a couple of tournaments going on, kind of like um that I think has been like pretty much shut down. There's a couple like there, I think I've heard of a couple cards maybe happening around the surrounding area. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty like it's pretty sparse right now, man. Like I I had my 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 fight well. My, March 14th, two days before I was supposed to fight, that's when, like, the lockdown happened, right? So, it totally yeah. got shut down. Oh, no, that's frustrating. That must have been uh, – yeah. what was that like when that happened for you? Oh, yeah, that that was that was brutal. That was because, you know, I, I had been training – you know, you trained so hard. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I was feeling so good for that Jeez. amazing thing. Yeah. Taking that whole – always take the last week off, like, fight week off work to just kind of like mentally prepare and cut weight right mm -hmm. and so i was uh like sitting i had been sitting is just like water loaded just like the cut like these last 10 pounds mm -hmm. and so fight was fight was supposed to be march 14th weigh-ins were the 13th on on the 12th <laughs> the, the, the and that <laughs> so so to oh, like man. go to go from like a total like like kill mode to just like okay you can chill drain just wild man oh man like yeah you can't be like too what was me about the whole thing because it was just one of those things where it's just like what are you gonna do like it is what control. it is oh yeah jeez that's that's stressful like I'd, I'd be so drained after that it's like you have to switch it off now it's you got like, better well, no. as a martial artist yeah yeah exactly Fair. you gotta switch it off I found, and I don't know about you, but the weeks leading up where you build that confidence and you prepare and all your techniques that you're really good at, you sharpen the shit out of them. Do you find that process once you do that? Like, that's what I really enjoy. I love that process for the reason of you notice that you're that much better, even if it's for a tournament where you win two of the four matches you could have had. And then you notice the next day, you're like, man, I'm so much better yeah. off than I was. Do you know something similar yeah. with your training as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know, absolutely. Beginning of camp is always like tough, right? Like you're going through the motions and like you're, you're, you're the whole, like you're just kind of getting into fight shape. But then like about like three quarters of the way through, you're trying to like come to full weight. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Like see, like realize your body is getting to like that optimum level of performance. Nice, it's like, yeah. it's like really motivating. It's like, and then you start noticing like differences in the mirror. Right. And you're like, Oh sh shit. Like look at this. Yeah. flow more on the pads and you're starting to like, just do better. I think those weeks leading up when you're, when you're getting ready and like, especially that last week where you're just like, you're sick of training, but your body's just like ready to go. Yeah. Like, that's, that's great. Like, I love that. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, it seems to me like the optimal feeling, but that falls back to what you said at the beginning too, where you mentioned if you don't enjoy the process, it's going to be a long day. Like you're not, you're in the wrong thing if you don't enjoy it because the process sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have to enjoy it. Like you have to embrace that process of crap and learning and not being able to develop enough or making mistakes, failing, getting your ass kicked over and over and over, frustrated, fatigued, tired, sore, under the weather, overtrained, under motivated, the whole, the whole shebang, dude, like just even getting my blue belt, I was still like, when you said you're like, man, it's such a milestone. And I felt very similar just with all the hard work leading up to it. Like a lot of ass kickings, a lot of sore muscles and joints. You should, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big, it's a big competition, man. It is, it is, and I think that's I the thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a different feeling. All that, all the work for that one small small so like day. The, the, pro, the reason why I like I love the uh, the process from coming from like white belt to blue belt is like so like special to me. Mm-hmm. Because you like you get into jujitsu like knowing that right, and then they go like three years roughly, depending on how hard you train to get your blue belt. And it's just like the the jump from like white belt to blue belt is like r- really important. I mean, a lot of blue belts quit after yeah. after getting their blue belt, losers. But it's like the, you're able to have a skill set that like a lot of a lot of people don't have, right? Like, and so they, there's a lot of yeah. pride that comes with that. I find like it's, like it's like yeah like I felt I felt really good about that just because you know you put in you, like you know you get really good about it, I think mm-hmm. I think yeah me it was about three three and a half years it's just it was I got one stripe in Ottawa and then moved yeah. out another same year and then the following year got two and then the third year end of the year two weeks ago promoted so I was like three three and a half years but that's dude that's three and a half years that's quite literally three full years like that's no more than three days without it oh yeah and you're just getting your butt like for the most part you're getting your unless you're rolling with like a bunch of white belts all the time like you're getting your butt kicked on a yeah. daily basis like 100 percent. go back for three yearslessness like it takes a certain character. It builds a lot of character, right? It builds, it builds like, you know, like it takes a certain kind of individual to like want to like put themselves through that. Yeah. And I almost don't, I don't know if that can be taught. Like I almost wonder if you have to either have it or you don't have it, or if it's just a maturity thing in everybody, or if some people have it and you can teach them how to have it better. I don't know. Trying to think on how you can just breed that. I don't. I think I go through some. Yeah, through jujitsu. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's the way. I think that's definitely a man. I've never. I've never I done. What's that? Tournament. Like everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Like, I, I think. I think that everybody should should compete in jujitsu yeah. tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. It's definitely something that's worth it to try it out. At least try it once. For sure. I found the more I competed, not only did it get easier, it got fun, and it got. It's just something that's just a blast to do, man. Like people, you're like, oh, I tried jujitsu once. No, compete once because it's a different type of competition feeling. It's you're fighting, so it's a combative sport. Like there's physical contact going on. You could be choked unconscious. You can have your limbs break. Like there's risk 
You know, you're not running a race against somebody else, yeah. right? It's not a basketball game where you have teammates and nobody's getting hurt. Exactly. Like, there's like, intention. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like to to feel those nerves, right? And like, mm-hmm. and then, and if you like, if you're the, like after training for like however many weeks and like just like grinding in the gym, like that, like and when it all like it's only that one moment of getting your hand raised, like just makes it all work. Oh, like, it does it ever. Like from that, I'm gonna put it into words, right? No, 100%. You can't. It's definitely the best feeling. And then, like you said, get your blue belt, get promoted. And then you, I don't see myself doing this. And I'm, and I know after you said, what, five years now you've had your blue belt, you're not leaving after it. Like you're like, you're in it. Like, this is it. This is your thing. Like, you're not one of those people who just quit. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, like, like blue belt, like to just keep and that. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I enjoy like just the lifestyle of it all. Yeah. Right? Like just like, yeah. Cause you, you're not going to perform. You're not going to like, I just like the whole, the whole like process of just like, like if you want to be good at jujitsu, you have to be like healthy in just day to day life. Like yeah. you have to make good. good yeah, no, absolutely. And why do you think for closes out? Why do you think people who get their blue belt or get promoted like that leave? Like, why is that? even when they seem so dedicated to get it, right? Why do you, what, sorry, what was, why do you think people, question? why do you think people, sorry about that. Why do you think people who get promoted to blue or even purple sometimes, mostly blue though, right? Just tend to vanish. Why do you think that is? Oh yeah. I think it's because, I think it's because like you, you, you like is to like, about else is like kind of like, like fairly respected around around people that don't really train right yeah so it's like once you like once you get that blue belt it's like you'll be a blue belt you can be, you'll be a blue belt for the rest of your life or not yeah. right? it's like yeah it's and then you're, you're like okay got it good good to go because like to get like to to get then after like getting your purple belt after that you probably have to go through that whole process again for another like lot and like, like the whole grind not everyone's down for that right like they're not right. like they're like get it because it's it's hard on your body it's you know it's like you know day to day like putting that work in like not a lot of people want are like cool like they want mm-hmm. work at discipline to be honest that's fair a lot of people just like you said like the color respected amongst people who don't know and then they leave yeah so content with Jeff. that's good next we'll, we'll move on right yeah but it's like nah no, it's like you got to be there for the. I mean, I mean, at least me, like you got it. Like I'm there for the long haul. How regardless of how long it takes, I could, you know, put it again in my life. My life. Hmm. Yeah, I feel at this point it's kind of a. For you, it doesn't seem like something that's gonna happen. It's just not a thing, right? Like you said, long haul. It's not. It's. It's a sign of gratitude, like a like acknowledgement and recognition of your hard work, but it's not to say you can stop working hard yeah yeah for sure so final kind of like closing point do you have any like final message or statement or quote even that you'd wish to share for people who might be going through a similar situation or experiences that you've gone through and uh what would you say to them if they're listening or watching or chatting i think um finding your passion yeah i think i think you got to find what what drives you right and i think um 
I think you can't be afraid to take risks. Failure, because failure, I think the way you respond to failure is super important, right? Like you can, you can, like, because failure is often like the biggest teacher in our lives. So I feel like responding to failure is up to you. And I think that important. I think you need to be afraid to take risks, can't be afraid of failure. And, um, you know, just embrace the grind, you know? Like it sounds, it sounds like kind of cliche to say, but embrace no. the grind. Embrace the grind, trust the process, and just stay present and enjoy the moment. Well, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. I, yeah, I think that's common for a lot of people who have found their kind of niche and then how they want to expand on that. And I like the idea behind learning from your mistakes and never being afraid of failing. It's giving up. That's when you fail. It's not trying harder or not trying again. Yeah, exactly. Nice. For sure. Nice. You said it. Yeah, absolutely. Said it perfectly. So Lane, brother, with that, um, I uh, really appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to chatting and hopefully next time I'm in Edmonton or you're in Ontario, we'll mix it up, dude. We'll meet on the mat somewhere. Absolutely, man. No gi or gi, both if you want. Doesn't matter to me. (laughs) 